Welcome to episode three of There's No Place Like Terra, a Stargate First Watch Rewatch podcast. I am Nixie. And I'm Grace. Um, so we are this week looking at Emancipation, which is an interesting episode. Uh, this, to be honest, is most people rate this as one of, if not the worst, episode of Stargate. I will say it's a little bit of a sleeper. It's um, a little bit of um, uh, just quiet time. Let's meet uh, <laughs> Captain Dr. Sam and see what what she's about. And I'll be honest, I, you know, I, I, I did watch this, watch this one the first time around. I was a young teenager, and I have very fond memories of this episode, they are, it's one of those things that is best lived in your past with fond memories right. and not gone back and rewatched, which I've rewatched this one a couple times. And each time I sort of turn my brain off so I don't see all of the plot holes and inconsistencies and bad writing on this. But but in, in fairness, after the gut wrenching episode that is <laughs> The Enemy Within. Within. Uh, you you need something a little lighter, maybe just a bit of a character study and yeah. a little bit of ass kicking at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I think I think this works. It's it's not my favorite. It's definitely not in my. It's the bottom of my top three, and I've only seen three. <laughs> but let's let's keep going. Yeah, yeah. So this first aired on August eighth, nineteen ninety seven. Um, it was written by Catherine Powers who writes a handful of episodes in the series. Um, but interesting to note is she wrote for Star Trek Next Generation, Code of Honor, which is honestly almost an identical storyline. It is, I believe, Tasha Yar, and she gets captured by people that don't consider women people, and that is actually also just as disliked as this one. Oh, interesting. also, coincidentally enough, it is Stop showing us women's lib. It is (laughs) the fourth episode of the first season. (laughs) Get it out of our (laughs) sci-fi. So... Interesting little tidbit. Um, it's directed by Jeff Wolna. I'm going to horribly mispronounce. By the way, anytime I pronounce names or anything, I'm going to mispronounce it. Whatever lesson where you learned how to pronounce words, I was dead at the time. So I apologize for every pronunciation from this point forward. Um, but this is actually the only episode of Stargate he ever directs. Okay. So um, this actually also is often skipped in syndication. <laughs> But, you know, I I feel like we're a little difficult. Yes, it wasn't my favorite. It's not so far the most exciting episode. But but there's something to be said. It's not the worst piece of television written. I I absolutely agree. So. You got to give the, you know, you got to give these episodes their fair shake. They're character studies. They're character studies. You know, it's it's a new series. It's trying, it's shaking off its feathers a bit. Right. So. um, Just a few fun notes about halfway through the season as soon as we see I'm gonna call him Rival Khan because I cannot figure out how to pronounce his name it's where is it Turgon okay Turgon I like Rival Khan better okay so the I completely missed it but as soon as Rival Khan as I'm going to call him because I'm again do not know how to pronounce his name Turgon uh, came on screen, you and Bartender make at me, and I went, I know that guy. And I'm completely clueless. We did, we did. And it took a little bit of guessing and a little bit of IMDBing, but he was in one of my all-time favorite movies to watch while drunk. Which I've never seen before, honestly. Mortal Kombat! <laughs> you can't say it without doing that. And then everybody, I hope you're all hearing that 1990s techno music in your head for the rest of the day. You're welcome. But yeah, he's Shang Tsung. It's, what is it, Carrie... 
Hiroyuki Tagawa. Thank you. For- Doesn't matter. He's Shang Tsung. Okay. Bad guy. Okay. Best bad guy. Uh, and, you know, there's a couple other cameos of, of notes because Apu, the son, who goes and tries to rescue his lady friend, right. he played the Navy Thunder Ranger on Power Rangers Ninja Storm, which is, to be honest, passed when I stopped watching Power Rangers. Not gonna I lie, only watched I don't the know original. that I ever watched them, only because my little brother watched Power Rangers. I watched the original, but I stopped at any variations afterwards. And then the the actor that plays his father, uh, Morgal. Again, mispronounced it. It's okay. Uh, good con versus bad con. Right. Um, his he was the sensei in Beverly Hills Ninja. So there is a like. This is where all of the, the oh god, I'm gonna say something racist. Every Asian actor got a part in this role. <laughs> yeah, basically. Every, <laughs> here we go. Well, this is we're gonna have to do um, like Aisha Tyler apologies at the end of the podcast. There's, they're gonna happen. Yeah, my mouth is not my own sometimes. By the way, we do have an explicit tag because we don't always have the cleanest mouths, which you may see. At we some work point in television; later. it's not our fault. <laughs> we might as well be sailors. <laughs> so the the main planet we're on, planet Skimarka, is P three X three nine three for those keeping track. The other planet named in this is P3X595, which uh, is a, a scene that they basically imply that Carter took off her clothes while she was inebriated. Yes, this is the one that I like to imagine was the Girls Gone Wild episode <laughs> yeah. of Dr. Sam. Well, they actually, there is a book that they cover what happens. Oh, it takes place fanfic. four days after... No, it's not fanfic. Oh, got it. It's okay. an actual novel. It takes place four days after Kowalski's death, and it's the book Sacrifice Moon, which I know I have read. I cannot tell you anything about Interesting. it. Interesting. I did not know there were books to be read. There are books to be read. I'm pretty sure this book is still at my parents' house, because I got it you know, when I was probably 15 years old. Sacrifice Moon. I'm looking Sacrifice that up moon. and that I'm using that name for something. <laughs> this will be so, my next karaoke name. <laughs> Sacrifice Moon. So this is the episode. Um, we're finally heading through the gate on missions. Yes. It only took a couple episodes. Um, so we're re- greeted by a guy running away from dogs, which we never really know why the dogs are chasing yeah, him. Yeah, that's true. We never see the dogs again. Those nope. poor dogs. Nope, they're nope. just a Do we? They stay. What do they get? A day rate? Well, the what thing is, is like, I think those dogs are just really friendly because you can tell they edited in all this aggressive dog growling. I'm pretty sure those are just like yeah, the happiest the dogs ever. Best worst <laughs> dub uh, audio. I like it. So he find out his name is Apu, which I immediately just think of the monkey from Aladdin. Absolutely. Uh, and he is part of the Shavadai, which are the people of the steppe, which to me, I don't know a ton about Mongol history, but I'm pretty sure everyone in the Mongol Empire was people of the steppe. But well, I there was the people of the river and the people of the steppe. Okay. And But there was a, most of it was the people of the steppe. There was, the Shagadai were down one set of people. Okay. Um, and this brings us to my next favorite part of this series. Okay. Uh, now, this is something that no series has, has done for me since DuckTales. Ooh, but ooh. <laughs> beautiful. Um, but the, the one thing I'm really enjoying that's happening with Stargate now is that every episode has some sort of historical element in it. 
that, yeah. You know, it started mm-hmm. with the ancient Egyptians. We're now hitting the area of the, you know, the ancient the Eurasian peoples, I guess. Sure. Yeah, Eurasian. Uh, so this makes you want to go and study up on Genghis Khan a little more, figure out more about the people of the steppe. Um, There's a just great... exciting things. This is how I learned history, people. Television does teach you things if you're paying attention. And just to, just to pimp a podcast I sometimes have fun listening to, if you listen to Hardcore History, they have a whole run on Genghis Khan and the Mongol Empire, which is pretty interesting. Um, but anyway, so we find out he is from the Shabadai, the people of the steppe. He, then he reminds Sam that, by the way, you're a woman. <laughs> In case she forgot. Yeah. Um, There's not something growing out of your nose. <laughs> that would be disgusting. <laughs> and Apu's father, Mogul, good con, um, comes and shows up, threatens Carter, and then Apu goes, oh, no, no, Sam saved my life. And then Sam's like, or, and then the good con's like, oh, you saved my son's life. Well, you can live. You can come live. Don't show us your face, though. Yeah, don't show his face, but come back to the village. Which... Sam has a couple good lines to me where she just goes and goes, okay, now I'm hurt. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple of things where Sam's very having to be very aware of the fact that she is a woman. Yes. I kind of love this about her. This is how I feel sometimes in life. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, <laughs> although I don't like wearing pants, that is one thing her and I do not have in common. <laughs> um, no pants ever. Pants are not allowed. Um, we should probably clarify that you wear dresses and I skirts. You don't just <laughs> no, I just walk sweat. around in no pants, <laughs> just constantly with lewd behavior. Um, but yeah, this is the one I, I like that, you know, we're kind of, we're forced to see her as a girl. She is a girl. There's, yeah. I don't know that we're going to say there's going to be any sort of romance in this, in her life. I don't see that happening. Maybe I'm wrong. But Interesting. Let's, let's play up on the fact that she is a girl. I think whenever you try to foresee the future in the series that I might know they the answer Kowalski. to, I'm just going to go, interesting. Oh, okay. They kill Kowalski. Is that what you're doing? Every time I try to foresee the future, somebody dies. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's interesting of, you know, the, the good con and its tribe would treat these people with honor. Except for the woman. Right. Those are women among you. We can no longer treat you with honor. Um, and... And he says in a couple a couple scenes later, he says that he is, you know, a tolerant and progressive leader, essentially. But he does have the line, she speaks, she dies. Right. I understand he's trying to keep face here, but that's a little harsh. Yeah, let's, let's tone it down a notch, buddy. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. no need to be that dramatic. Uh, so, once at the village, Daniel notices that they're most likely descendants of the Mongol nomads, which kind of yes. you could tell from Thank the... Thank you, Daniel, for the recap. For those of us who did not Thank pay attention you, Captain in history. Obvious. Which is most of us. <laughs> yeah, true. I do like it. I like that, you know, I do like that he gives us a quick wrap of like, hey, this is where we got the story from. This is not original that's, writing. We took it out of history. That's kind of basically his role on the team. Yeah. Uh... And so that they were Mongol nomads, but most likely the Shagadai, uh, which I'll touch in a second. Uh, we hear that Good Khan is basically a tolerant guy, that most clans follow the old laws, and they don't really see women as people. They're just property. Hide your faces. Be obedient. Be quiet. You'd be seen, not heard, etc. Um, and then standards, the greatest hit yeah. people. Oh, yeah, yeah. So to make sure Carter's not harmed, she has to go play the role. 
She's not really happy about that, but Diana reminds her that anthropologists do it all the time, walk like the Egyptians, ex- when in Rome, exagger. Uh, the rest of SG-1 is amused by her new outfit, and Sam is not playing this game. <laughs> no, she is not a fan. She is not interested in this at all. Uh, Frank, I would love it. I think it'd be plain a- dress up. Oh, I would I would take that dress to Sam a con Sam is not a day. fan of cosplay? <laughs> well, I, I think it's a situation. If I was in that situation, I probably would not be wanting to go along with it. All right. If out of the situation, I would wear that dress to a con any day. That's true. Um, so quick, like the, as we were talking about earlier, historical recap. So Shagadai Khan is the second son of Genghis Khan. Um, and he ruled an area that's now sort of Kyrgyzstan, Uzbekistan, Afghanistan, Pakistan, Mongolia, that region. Um, and... So what I can guesstimate is that they were basically taken from Earth by whichever world it was um, sometime between, like, 1220s and 1340s. Um, Shagadai died in 1242, and the area was split between his sons. And it lasted a little bit longer after he died, but after, like, 1340s, at least from my very quick Wikipedia search, tend to be when that empire sort of diminished and got taken over by other people. Interesting. Let's go on that a bit further because you just taught me something I didn't know. So in my brain, yeah. these people were all brought across the Stargates at different times. Yeah. And they all just come to these certain points of civilization. Yeah. Now what you're telling me is they're taken from our civilization and dropped into these other worlds. Yeah. And they stay in those time frames. Grace learned a thing. <laughs> I feel like we should have fanfare right now. It's you know, it's <laughs> one of those where the way that I've always seen it and they'll kind of touch on it later is that, you know, we know the gold have ships. Okay. And they also have stargates. Right. You know, the ancient Egyptians buried their stargate. Okay. But that's not, doesn't necessarily mean that the ghoul didn't visit the planet later in, like, ships. Got it. To take people. Got it. So, for the most part, everyone's taken sort of before the Egyptians buried their gates, but you you really do get the idea that some other ghoul came to the planet um, via ships and took people, you know, clearly here into the, into the 13th century or so. Awesome. So, um, also... Back to the episode, they have very colorful and sparkly clothes and really clean tents for nomadic people that's, that are... Let's get these straight. These are yurts, which I love. I love that Kathy, no, she the calls them yurts. Though, like... But you're right. Yeah. Um, I still say the word yurts and not a lot of people know this. I don't know if this is being from Northern California. A yurt is a thing that exists. It's real. It's oh, yeah. camping. I say yurt. <laughs> okay, good. Just checking. Let's put... Right, let's move forward. I'm going to jump off the soapbox. Okay. <laughs> um... And really, Jack is having fun at this point of the episode. Okay. He gets to like true. make fun of Sam in the silly dress. He gets to go to an awesome party that, seriously, I'd love to go to that party later yeah, on. Yeah, Jack looked is like in a fun his time. element. He's making fun of the girl. He's drinking some drinks. <laughs> He's and firing his gun party. randomly yeah. to yeah. scare people He's off. He's just being a good old boy. <laughs> I dig it. And one of the, to my, I think my personal favorite line of the episode is Sam... To look points at this ridiculous outfit she's wearing and the headdress and goes to Sam and goes, find me an anthropologist who dressed like this and I will eat this headdress. Yes, that was great. Again, <laughs> another thing going back to DuckTales. How many times does Glumgold eat that hat? <laughs> <laughs> Not anything to do with anything else. Let's move on. So, you know, party time. It's a, it's a boys only party time. But while the party's going on, Abu kidnaps Sam, ties her 
sticks her on a horse and goes to visit the neighboring evil Khan. Uh, he tends to trade her for the Khan's daughter, we find out. Um, and Daniel goes in to discover Sam's missing in the cutest little not looking inside the tent in a very gentlemanly manner. Um, and eventually the good Khan tries to sort of hide it for a bit and then blatantly can kind of guess that, yeah, that was my son and I'm pretty sure I know where he's going. <laughs> but we uh, we have a couple good exchanges and we learn a couple cool things in this tiny little in, in a exchange. O'Neill has this great line with, to hell with culture, a member of my team has been neutralized. That's a hostile act. And Jackson goes, how do you always manage to come up with the worst case scenario? And he just curls back, I practice. <laughs> <laughs> that is, yeah, it is more of Captain Jack being Captain Jack. But this is, from, to me, where the story starts to fall apart Colonel a little bit. Jack O'Neill. Oh, excuse me. He's Colonel, Colonel Jack, Jack O'Neill. I want to call everybody a captain. <laughs> it's in my nature to do that. But yeah, this is where it starts to fall apart a little bit for me. I, I just don't believe that Sam would be so easily kidnapped... Yeah, she was kind of taken by surprise, but, like, it did seem like there was, at least from the episode, it's dark. They purposely, like, make it ambiguous, but it seemed like there was more than just a poo coming to get her. Right. So I can imagine if she's being swarmed by a number of guys taken completely by surprise. Okay. I'll give the baby the benefit of the doubt, but to be fair, she also heard a gun right next to her. Okay. This is true. Yeah. So... And she did say she couldn't move in that dress as well. Yeah, she is very much constricted. It's not her thing. But we learned that Teal'c is a skilled tracker because he was, like, on the nose. He could tell something was wrong with the hoof and everything like that. Correct. Uh, Which direction they were going. Um, And then there's also the line of, (laughs) if he gives her up peacefully, no one will get hurt. And Jack just goes, well, we'll do our best. (laughs) (laughs) So... Really, the gist of the next scene is that Evil Khan is disgusting asshole dirtbag, um, and somehow Sam doesn't kill him right where he stands, basically because she'd be swarmed by everyone else in the uh, in the village. Correct. Um, and we, that's where we find out that the boo wants to trade Sam for the Evil Khan's daughter Naya, um, but Evil Khan refuses and offers three hundred weights of gold, and basically goes, "You take this three hundred weights of gold, or you die. Those are your two options because you're not getting my daughter." Um, Naya's eventually going to be married off for an alliance because that's what you do with that's his daughter. That's That's how it works. And, you know, eventually Abu kind of sneaks back to, to Naya afterwards and goes, wait in the forest. Come find me. We'll escape. We'll run away because we're Romeo and Juliet with a little more raping and pillaging involved. You know, just a, <laughs> just a tiny bit more. Just add a little tiny bit more of that. There's As this episode progresses, I am very much aware of the fact that if this is on Showtime. If this was an actual storyline going on, there'd be a hell of a lot of raping and a lot more violence than there is in this episode. That's true. Well, I don't know. I'm still stuck on... I just... I'm just... I can't get past the idea that Captain Sam lets all these things go down. Yeah. I'm Until just the very end. to kick some ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. Let's not ruin it. Let's get there. So, she, but she does have her pissed off face on this whole she episode. She does. She's very good. She's got the Jesse Spano, <laughs> she's shoving his pig look on her face, which I love. She's got a really good resting bitch face. Although I don't know that that's very much resting. No, that's, that's <laughs> her face does not do that naturally yeah. in any way. Um, and the other thing, you know, is this really, this seems a lot more like how, from my abbreviated experience with history, how the Mongols would have treated, like, the women that they captured, or, like, right. when they went to a village, but, like, their actual wives and daughters, I feel like would it were... 
they were actually for that period of history fairly well off. Yeah. I mean, there's no equality going on or anything, but they're a hell of a lot more respected than most women in that time. So that's an interesting they they do make a reference in the episode that they started doing this to protect the women from the from the demons as they call them, were right. the old. We saw in the Children of the Gods, they try to go basically go and kidnap all of the prettiest women. Right, right. So I wonder if this kind of naturally evolved as a way of, again, of protection in... Self-defense. Yeah, self-defense. Doesn't make it any better, but, you know. Um, and we learn the fact that Good Khan actually does love his wife. Oh, yeah. Because, like, That's father, like, son. <laughs> um, I love the fact when Sam just spits back that she's a warrior and a scholar. A little questionable about she got part where she goes, I do the work of a man. I'm a warrior and a scholar, but I'll let that pass because of the content of the episode. Right. That's true. <laughs> um, she, yeah, she conspicuously steals a weapon. Clearly, that is not Chekhov's weapon. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> when you blatantly steal a weapon on camera, this will come into <laughs> this is, there's Don't remember this weapon. It's never going to come in handy at all. This is not a thing that you just... We're just doing this because reasons. <laughs> and if this was me, if I was in Sam's place and I escaped, I would get on that horse and know nothing as to what to do. Now what? <laughs> hey, horse, you going to go? Do a thing. Hey, horse, go. Every time, no, here's Is there another thing. Button? Every time somebody, yeah, how do I start this? Yeah. <laughs> Every time somebody stores, stashes a knife that way, I just think, how are you not piercing your abdomen yeah. every time you bend? Ouch. This is why I should never be captured or try and steal a weapon. If I'm captured, I'm done for. <laughs> this is it. The end. As soon as it says she gets captured, shock, because there's a whole ton of the episode left. We can't just get we away then. We can't get done that quickly, yeah. Um, again, it's, I say if this is real life, she would... I know he paid a shit ton of money for her, but, like, eh, she'd be kind of killed she'd at this point. Or be beaten senseless or yeah. raped I think he's or hoping, He's hoping something. to do some dirty things to her. That's why she's yeah. not there. Um, which I feel like they infer with the commercial break that comes yeah. up shortly. Yeah, <laughs> that's what do that commercial what you will break is with for. your dirty, terrible minds, people. Uh, he, she does have We're the line of break. she does have the line of you need to beat a woman to feel like a man. Try me, which that I think is her strongest fuck you line of the show. Right, um, that is pretty good. Yeah. Um, again, this is where the commercial break cuts, and I don't really think they do reference right after this that evil Khan will partake in his new prize that night i feel like he may have already partaken yeah i'm not sure i kind of tried not to think about yeah that i tried not to i was just going i don't know about that let's just move forward let's so they're planning they're planning the rescue and you know the line comes that he will partake in his his prize tonight so they're like well let's not wait another night let's go in now they go in and try to play diplomatic. They're going to buy her back for the same price. Right. He goes, nope. He goes, well, how about a little bit more? And he goes, nope. And they're like, how about a lot more? And, like, the good con kind of gives Jack this look. And he's like, no, we'll pay you back. Don't worry. Yeah, we got this. But, yeah. It's going to be okay. You know, Dana comes forward and is like, she's our shaman. You know, she she helps us. She's a chieftain. And he still goes, ah, no. Why are you trying to reason with a man who clearly doesn't understand Exactly. So then O'Neill Smart takes out his handgun, shoots a gourd or a vase or something hanging there, and you can see the evil Khan's eyes going, ooh, now we're talking. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, one bullet's used. This is a good deal. 
Yes. This is a very good deal because that gun is basically a stone once yes. that magazine is done. Absolutely. <laughs> but but good on but good on on Jack. He's he's kind of my favorite. He's he has yeah. to learn to think on his feet. He's mm-hmm. like, here's the thing. Look at this shiny toy. Give me back my girl. Exactly. So Nanaya tries to escape after that. After um, Sam is let free. But she's caught and is brought back to be stoned to death. Super friendly. Yeah. Um, we find out that 300 gold pieces is enough to buy 10 women. So Sam's fairly high regarded. And right. then offers, Jack then offers 500. So, you know, that's a lot of a lot of women. All the more women because math. <laughs> because math. Um, so basically Sam, in the forest we have this great exchange <laughs> We mentioned earlier with the the Sacrifice Moon book, and Carter goes, what a relief. I've never been so happy to see you guys. And Carter goes, oh, sure you have. Remember that time on P3X595? And Carter's grin falls. He's like, you drank that stuff that made you take off? And Carter just goes, yeah. We won't get into that now. Yeah, I want to get into that now. I want to know what happens. We What's want to know the story. On. We'll have to go read Sacrifice I Moon. I need to go find me Sacrifice Moon. Okay. To read it. It's we'll probably been do. out of print for 15 years. Damn it. I'll have mom mail done me the and book. Done. We'll find one. We'll find one. So she's in the forest and she basically demands go back to rescue Naya um, because she's like, we can't let them just die. And this actually, the thing that caught me is this is essentially the prime directive in Star Trek. Like, if they go back and interfere with the laws for personal reasons, mm, should they yes. do that? Because that's sort of the moral grounds of you're interfering and cha- and altering something that would naturally happen on the planet. But then there's the question of they've already interfered. Well, the same was already yeah, there. Right. Do we have these rules here? I don't know that we do. I think we, these guys just come we don't in, actually, guns blazing, and do what we do. Exactly. That's pretty much what they yeah. do in here. Um, but it's, it's just the thought of would things have been different had this been a Star right. Trek and And I episode. think Sam, Sam needs a little more. She needs to do a little more. There's, yeah. It was... I don't think enough things are in our hands so far. Yeah, and they, you know, they had that really convenient line earlier where Daniel's like, she's our shaman, she's our chieftain. Hey, look, there's a law where chieftains can challenge... Somebody remember this because it's going to come up in the future. Exactly. They can challenge each other and Good Khan's main warriors is going to be a a battle, a war between the two, between the two tribes if they go in there and try to get Naya back. But Sam's a chieftain, so she can go in there, challenge Evil Khan... Right. There will be no war. So And to be fair, our good con tries. Exactly. It's a solid effort. He makes he tries. But he's trying to protect him the rest of his tribe is his like number one concern, which is right. what you'd expect from a good leader. Um the most to me gut wrenching part of this episode comes right here where she Naya's knelt down, about to be stoned to death. She is begging forgiveness from her father. Her father leans down into her ear and says, I forgive you and then backs off. To let her be stoned. And then she still is going to be stoned to death. Right. Well, that's just kind of how things worked back then. Yeah. I don't know. Pretty much. Um, so Sam sh- Sam and SG-1 shows up. Sam challenges him. Uh, Evil Khan then pulls a dagger and brings, you know, a, a knife to a spoon fight. <laughs> and then uh, Sam has her much comparatively smaller combat dagger. Right. And Jack's like, wait a minute, whoa, 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 and has everyone points their arrows and everything at him. Because basically this has to go down. This is where we learn that it's a fight to the death. Right. Which I feel like you would have seen that coming. Someone should have been aware that this could be a possibility. <laughs> um, Daniel, where were you when we needed you? Some quasi, not super dramatic, but still quasi-dramatic fighting goes on. Right. <laughs> like, right. The fighting Sort of, but not really. Yeah, but, yeah. 
It 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 tried. Yeah, it was maybe maybe some ominous music would have helped. Yeah, yeah. Some some original series Star Trek Gordon fighting music. Um and so Sam ends up getting some blood. Gets first blood. Finally, Sam, Sam does some badassery. Sam takes him down, knife to the throat, refuses to kill him because it's Sam and good guy, um, but forces him to let Naya free and then forces him to sue Sam's face. She tell basically her that she says, free. say my name, yeah, bitch. Exactly, <laughs> say my name, bitch. <laughs> Which that's when I finally scream at the television and go, finally! And in my head, the reason I looked so well in this episode is because I my head... Basically cut up the first 35 minutes of the episode. Yeah. This episode could have been 35 minutes shorter. Exactly. I, I would have been okay with that. I just Let's just cut to she gets kidnapped. She escapes. She kicks a mask. Say my name. Done. I am the one who knocks. Yeah. <laughs> so in the end, Good Con goes to celebrate Sam Carter and blah, blah, blah. All the women in the tribe are free. Yes. And they no longer have to hide their faces and they can walk around in public and woohoo. Um... And then they head back to SG-1. They did get a new anesthetic during they this. They did, yes. Which comes to the classic line in this episode. Sam goes, sir, sir, do you think this new anesthetic will be a miracle drug on Earth? And Dana goes, well, if it is, I bet somebody else would get the credit. We can never say where it came from. And Jack just goes, damn, I guess I'll have to cancel that Oprah interview. And Teal, in perfect Teal glory, goes... Yes. What is an Oprah? This is probably the best line. This is, I'm like, oh, I'm awake again. This worked. That, that probably, that is the best part of it. I like it. I dig it. It was a beautiful. What is an Oprah? What is an Oprah? And this is why we love Teal, because he can just make fun. Yeah. Kind of all too, seriousness. Like, ten years later, Teal has a new car. He's in that audience, <laughs> jumping up and down. Oh, I can fully see Teal. Fully see Teal in the audience of Oprah. Crushing on an Oprah. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Who wouldn't crush on it. Oprah? Yeah, I, mean. I like it. I'm writing that romance novel. Get <laughs> get out of here. It's all about Teal and Oprah. <laughs> so, that is the episode of Emancipation. It's, you know, it's an episode. It is. It's... It's one you got to get through. Just it, it does give you a little bit of character it. study on um, Captain Sam. Uh, you just you have to know who she is. She's yep. kind of a badass, but she's not. She doesn't throw caution to the wind. No. She's going to be careful about what she does. She's she's like she's not GI Jane. She's not. She's she not. is as as you know. She's a warrior and a scholar. Yeah. Which is what you can take away from this episode. Some of us would have gone in guns blazing. Not an anthropologist. Right. She's not an anthropologist. <laughs> Don't get that wrong. And she does not like to wear dresses. No. Give that girl her pants. <laughs> or she will pull a knife on you. So, um, next episode, next week we're going to be looking at Broca Divide, which is the premiere of Dr. Fraser, who is one of my favorite characters in the series. I adore her. She is fantastic. I love spotting Terry Rothery in like every show that's filmed in Vancouver. I love it. So um, follow us next week. Uh, you can find us at Twitter at... At Terra Podcast. That's T-E-R-R-A podcast. No underscore, no dots, no nothing, one line. Or you can email us at... There's no place like Tara at gmail.com. Just string it all out. There's no apostrophes, no nothing. Just string it out. There's no yeah. place like Tara at Anything Gmail. Anything you've got, questions, comments, concerns, suggestions, so we're open to all of it. Yes. Be nice. Be nice. 
you know, you can, we're open to criticism, <laughs> but let's not be dicks about but it. But we are indoor kids and soft-hearted artists. So yes. Please. If you're going to talk about future episodes, please, please, please be sure to give spoiler warnings in the subject line of the email, because we both read this email, and if there's spoilers for future things, we want to keep Grace spoiler-free. want to make sure I don't read things. And I will intercept those, and I will respond to those ones, but we'll keep, we'll keep Grace spoiler-free for, for future, because it's fun that way. So yeah, as far as episode three, Emancipation patient goes not the most exciting but necessary and we do know a little bit more about dr sam it's clearly number three on the watch list right yeah, now as, of, of the top three it's gone down to number three it'll mm-hmm. only be on the the top uh five for the season for as long as there are five episodes yeah, to watch so in a couple <laughs> weeks they will no longer be at three or at four or at five it'll just disappear off of my top five exactly <laughs> um and for in case we didn't explain this what we're gonna do is we're gonna have a top five episodes for each season of stargate and then we're gonna have a top 10 overall of stargate so if you were in the future if you want to have your marathon night of stargate this will be our Nixie and Grace approved marathon <laughs> list of either a specific season or overall. So, take it. Okay. Thanks again for listening. If you made it this far, why do you hate yourself? <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> um, oh, real quick before we go, uh, bartender Nick gave us um, this is Werner's and McGillicully's mix right here. Yeah, in memory of the remnants of Tropical Storm Erica, these are dark and stormy-ish is. And the dog Kaylee the Thorgear mascot has tuckered quite closely to us tonight because she is not a fan of the thunder that's been hitting us recently. Alright, we'll see you guys next week. Bye!